Hello and welcome to Shrink, the podcast for the mind. I'm Philippe Taron and I talk to the people who want to have a better understanding of their issues with weight and body image. I would like to start today by thanking everyone that's been sending me some uh, uh, encouraging messages about my podcast. It feels really good. So thank you very much for this. Let's talk about relationships. I mean, romantic relationships um, and how they affect the way we eat and the way we drink as well sometimes. For some, being in a relationship makes life sweeter. You're less lonely and therefore you don't need food as a companion and you eat better, in fact, than when you're by yourself. But it's not always that easy. And uh, for some of us, being in a romantic relationship comes with um, a lot of difficulties, in fact. It has to do, of course, with how difficult it can be for some to be intimate, to be truly intimate. And we manage our intimacy issues by overeating or overdrinking. And there are different patterns that I've seen throughout the years. One of these patterns that I've identified throughout the years, I've, I've called it the kilos of abstinence. It's usually when you've been in a relationship with your partner for quite a while and you're not attracted to your partner anymore. Or she or he is not attracted. Anyway, you're not having sex. Let's put it uh, that way. And although you still love um, your partner and you don't want to put the relationship at risk, you feel like you could be tempted to have an affair. So unconsciously, you know, you're going to put on some weight in order to feel less attractive, in order not to be tempted to have a relationship or to be uh, flirtous with anyone. It's of course something that one does unconsciously. You may, you, nobody's going to consciously think, okay, I love her or I love him. Uh, I'm not attracted uh, to her anymore, but I don't want to have an affair. This would ruin everything, you know, the relationship, our family eventually. So I'm going to put on some weight. I'm going to eat much more and put on some weight. Of course, it's something we do unconsciously. And the thing is, you know, it's that it works. In fact, we don't feel like we're attractive anymore. And so we don't even dare flirting uh, with anyone. We don't even dare thinking we could have an affair. But that's a very unhealthy way to manage uh, the intimacy with our partner or wife or husband. It would, of course, be much better to uh, see a therapist, a couple's therapist, or at least to, to talk about it to our partner, even if it's not easy. It's not an, an easy conversation to have, saying, look, I really cherish and value our, our relationship, but let's be honest, we don't, we're not having sex anymore. You know, it's not, we're not there. And so what shall we do about it? I must say most people are afraid to come up with these subjects uh, with their uh, with their partner because they think it's going to put their relationship at risk. But in fact, their relationship is already at risk. So probably it's better, I mean, as always, it's better to speak, you know, without um, accusing the other one, without saying he is responsible for it or she is responsible for it. But... Enouncing things is not, is not the same as denouncing the relationship. I always say that. It's one of my motto. Enouncing is not denouncing. So you're saying you're enouncing the fact that you're not happy with the intimacy, the physical intimacy you're having with your partner, but it doesn't mean you're denouncing the whole relationship. Another pattern that I've seen with some of my clients 
who meets someone who has completely different eating habits or um, different eating tastes. You know, they like another kind of cuisine. And uh, in order to fit in, they will adopt the eating habits or the taste of their partner. It would be their way to fit in. It's like they want to be loved. They want to uh, show their appreciation for uh, their partner. And so they will start eating at hours which are not their usual hours. Or, uh, and they will start eating food, which is not the kind of food they would usually eat. And they will probably enjoy it less than before, most of the time anyway. So they will compensate the lack of pleasure by the amount of food they will have. It can be as well that the person you are in a relationship with is a feeder. A feeder is someone who will avoid eating, and in order to avoid eating, they will uh, make sure that you eat. They will take pleasure in watching you eating the food that they're not having. And that's very tricky, because you don't want to disappoint them. You know, they will say, come on, have some more, it looks really good. I'm not hungry, but, you know, have some more, enjoy it. So, in fact, you will put on weight, you will put on the weight that they will not put on, the weight that they won't want to put on. And they have all kinds of strategies to make you uh, eat more than you would usually. Again, if you feel like your partner is a feeder, you should have a conversation with them. It won't be an easy one because, you know, it could really be that they won't acknowledge that they're doing this. But you should really have this conversation. There is no reason why you should overeat in order to help your partner being slim. It can be as well that... Uh, your partner is uh, not a proper feeder. But if you're with someone who loves cooking, you may feel like you show your appreciation by eating their food. It's like their whole personality, their whole identity is linked to their food, to, to the food they're cooking for you. And you don't want them to feel rejected if you say, well, thank you, I've had enough. And they say, well, you don't like the food? You don't like what I've cooked for you? Come on, I spent hours cooking this for you for us and um, so you feel trapped you feel like well if I don't eat uh, everything that they've prepared it's like I'm not loving them uh, enough I'm not appreciating the things that they've done for me again it's unfair because I mean you can enjoy their food eventually not always but still want to stop when you're not hungry anymore I must say it's tough anyway to be in a relationship with someone who's you know, so insecure that the only way to make them feel better is by eating the things they spent uh, quite some time preparing for you. But that happens. You know, we all have our things. And uh, so it's about being able to say that was really nice, if that was the case. And, uh, but I've got enough. Thank you. Some couples only have a proper bond around food. I mean, most of the time they're busy doing their things and then when comes the meal time, they will bond. So food, therefore, is very important. Food and most of the time drinks, in fact. And um, so you don't, you don't want to make it short. You want that to last. You want that moment to last and you want, you know, you're going to talk about it. Uh, what shall we have for dinner tonight? Oh, let's do this or let's do that. And it's okay, but... It's okay as long as you don't overeat. It's okay as long as you don't feel like you have to uh, end that bottle of wine or this bottle of wine uh, in order to have a proper bond with your partner. I'm not judging this, of course. 
it's nice to bond, uh, you know, to have a, a nice moment around food. And uh, but if it becomes the only moment in the, in the day or in in the week or in your life where you can properly um, connect with someone with your partner, then something is wrong. You should be able to find other moments, of course. Then maybe you should be more creative and do other stuff together, like play games or go for walks or go to the movie or I don't know, whatever. But something which is not around food. I mean, not all the time anyway. And then there is loneliness. Loneliness is difficult to cope with for many people anyway. And it's even more difficult when you're in a relationship. I mean, when you're lonely by yourself, it makes more sense. Although, you know, you can be by yourself and not feeling lonely at all, I must say. But when you're in a relationship and you feel lonely, it's really tough because you're there most of the time with your partner and still you don't feel connected. You feel very lonely. Then food and alcohol can become some kind of a companion. You know, something you think of, something you look forward to, but which is, of course, not very satisfying. Again, it's about addressing the issue of loneliness in your relationship. It's about talking about it to your, uh, to your partner or to your therapist or to both, in fact. And, um, you know, loneliness is okay, but loneliness in a relationship is not something that anyone likes experiencing. I realize that all this is not very sexy or very uh, romantic, but, you know, I think... It makes sense to talk about it. It makes sense for me to talk about it and to tell you, well, this is maybe what's happening to you. This is maybe why you're overeating and drinking since you are in this relationship or after a few years in this relationship. Again, you're responsible. You're not guilty, but you're responsible for the way you eat and drink. And you shouldn't blame your partner. I'm not saying your partner doesn't have anything to do with it, but it's your own responsibility to understand what's going on and change things if you want to. And I don't want to make it sound easy because I know it's not. Being intimate with someone, well, first being intimate with yourself and then with someone, it's not easy. And um, it takes some practice, it takes some understanding and most of all, it takes some courage to uh, address the issues and to address your issues with the person, with yourself first, and of course with the person that you're living with or sharing the life with. But we may be so, so scared of uh, ending up uh, by ourselves that somehow we will think, oh, you know what, doesn't matter. Okay, I've put on some weight, I'm not happy with it, but I'm so scared, you know, I'm really scared to lose her or scared to lose him or scared to end the relationship. I don't want to address it. I'll just go on with it. And I get that. I really get that. I don't judge that. But sometimes it's not about losing your partner or ending the relationship. It's about talking. Having this conversation first with yourself and then with the person that you are with so that you're both okay with the relationship and the way it's going. When I see couples in therapy, I'm always... Um, amazed by how distant they are, how disconnected maybe they are. It's like they're not intimate anymore. I'm talking emotionally mainly and then physically, of course. And um, 
that's the main goal of couple therapy is to repair this connection between these two people and see if they can move on if they can move on and you know and have a better relationship together or sometimes just end the relationship if it's too late this may sound like a negative uh, way of seeing things to end uh, this podcast but i truly believe that there is always a way to improve things either together or separately and overeating or over drinking or both is not a healthy way to do it so let's address the issues and see how we can move forward 